0: Well, we decided to do something very non-political in this hour and don't change the dial. But we talk politics all the time. And I saw this story and I thought almost everybody could relate to it, whether they have kids or not. Now, I have two children, seven and eight years of age. Brad, are you OK to disclose the age of your kids and how many? Uh, yeah,
1: my kids are much older than yours. Uh, my son's 29 and my daughter's 32.
0: OK, so we each have a boy and a girl. And yep. but, you know, I, I think all of us. Moms uh, like me and dads like you and people that don't even have kids can weigh in on this. So I saw this story today that said, moms and dads weigh in. Can you discipline someone else's kid? Now, honestly, my first reaction was no, hell, no, no, hell, no. That would have been
1: my first reaction too.
0: Okay, so, so let's talk about this. We say, many of us, Hillary said, I agree, it takes a village to raise a child. But in raising that child, does it take a village to discipline them? That's certainly another story for many, right? Now, when someone's child is misbehaving, do you scold him or her? Do you pass him or her off to their parents or do you ignore them? So here is what parents had to say when asked to discipline or not to discipline. That is the question. Molly is, uh, Molly is in Austin. She is a mom to three daughters, ages four, six, and eight in Texas. She said, quote, I can and do discipline kids other than my own. All of my close friends, as well as my sister and sister-in-laws, all count on community playing a role in raising our kids. If my children were behaving poorly in my absence, I trust my friends and relatives to step up and set them right. Now, Beth, who is mom to a six-year-old boy and a five-year-old girl in Merton, Wisconsin, says, Depends on the situation and also your definition of discipline. If we are going by the traditional definition of discipline, which is to teach, then I would say yes. If we consider discipline to be punishment, then I would say no. Children, my kids' ages, are still learning how to act and interact with others and often need guidance with conflict resolution. I personally feel that it's okay to step in and mediate situations when the children cannot work it out between themselves. Caitlin, mom to a four-year-old girl and a six-year-old boy in Shelton, Connecticut, says you can redirect and state your rules in your house, but anything further is risky. Kelly, who is a mom to three daughters ages seven, five, and seven months in Houston, says can you discipline someone else's child? Yes and no. I will correct and redirect, but not discipline another child. For example, a neighbor's kiddo was at my house for a drop-off birthday party. She was misbehaving and hitting and being inappropriate, and I corrected her multiple times by telling her that hitting was not allowed at our house. After the third time I told her that if she did it again, she would have to go home and would not be invited to our house again. David, nice to hear from some guys. Dad to a nine-year-old boy and girl, they're twins in Slidell, Louisiana, said, It was a little strange to me at first, but if you're the only adult around, you need to take charge. I would expect that of other parents with my kids. Darcy. Mom to a four-year-old girl and a two-year-old boy in Milwaukee, Wisconsin says, I really feel uncomfortable disciplining other people's kids unless there is imminent danger. A couple of years ago, I received a tongue lashing from a family member about how I can't discipline her kids, even though that is not what I was doing. It's really tricky to navigate your own child when your own child is involved, unless I'm with friends who value the it-takes-a-village mentality. Jason he is from Attleboro, Massachusetts, Brad, uh, dad, to a dad to a six-year-old girl and a one-year-old boy. Not far from where Brad lives. Don't worry about it, not giving out your address and ATM pin code and home number. But Jason said, no, as hard as it is, it's not my responsibility. If a kid is being obnoxious in a restaurant, I use it as a learning experience to show my children what not to do. And Lori in Los Angeles, where I am, mom to a ten year old son and a seven year old daughter says, In general, I don't think it's okay to discipline someone else's child. That seems like precarious territory. However, nothing is ever black and white. If a child's being rude, harmful, or disruptive around me and my family, I try to shut that behavior down as respectfully and firmly as possible, and then loop in that the child the, the child's parent later about what happened. I would never want to hear from my child that another adult, other than a teacher, disciplined them without without uh, out my later knowledge now before i ask questions uh brad anything that you want to weigh in on any experiences whether it was somebody else's kid with you standing there making a decision years back or maybe even now younger kids in your family of relatives um or maybe yeah. something uh, that happened with uh, your kids uh you know when they were younger
1: well you know there are lots of you know those comments you read from all those people there's a lot of wisdom in all the most of those comments uh i when i I remember one of your uh, one of uh, one of them said something about uh, how difficult it is to uh, di- uh, discipline someone else's kids, because uh, parents do you know if you discipline someone else's kids, people get really uh, riled up. I remember once, and my kids were probably about the age of your children, Leslie. Uh, when they were that age, they were always fighting each other. Now they're the best of pals, but back in those days, they were always going at each other. And you know and my pain.
2: In a public place,
1: <laughs> and I don't remember exactly what, but they were really acting up. And I, I wasn't paying enough attention. And someone nearby uh, told the kids, told my kids, uh, you know, you can't behave like that in a public place. Now... This woman, whoever she was, was right. They were acting up, and they weren't behaving properly. But it really got my back up that some other adult uh, tried to discipline my kids. But you know what? She probably did the right thing. And I certainly think that a couple of uh, those comments had to do. I certainly think if uh, your kids have a friend come over to your house, Uh, for an overnight or a birthday party or whatever, you certainly uh, are within your rights to discipline those kids by saying, hey, listen, we don't behave that way here, um, and if you continue to behave that way, you're going to have to leave and you won't be back. I think that is very appropriate.
0: All right. Um, Now, before I say anything, a new dad, as in his daughter's only one years of age, uh, can I say her name, Marky Mark? Is that okay to do? We're not showing pictures, little Julia. Julia. Um, uh, And Marky Mark, I know it's hard. It's probably even hard for you to think about disciplining at this age. Um, But I wanted your thoughts because you are a new dad. I, I, with a little, with a little one, but you do have a sister with two little I ones. Actually, so that's are, the experience
2: York. I've had. Would be with my nephew and my—I don't know what you would call it—my half nephew. I don't know through through marriage, my nephew. Um, but they—he's uh, still your nephew. Yeah, exactly. They've they've acted up, you know, out uh, many different times where you know they're little boys. They're like four and five, so you know how boys get, and. You know, for a little while, like one of the comments said, at first it was kind of weird, even though it was my nephew, because, you know, they were both there, but they weren't in the room or something, and I had to say something. And then once I did, you know, I was comfortable with it, and the first time, I forget who it was, but they cried, and I felt terrible, because it wasn't even anything bad. It was just like my nephew wasn't used to me ever doing that, but he was being really bad. I don't remember what he was doing, but he was being very bad. And then one time... My sister was there when I disciplined one of them, but she was, like, further away in the room, and she happened to just be, like, walking around the corner and saw it, so there was, like, a moment where I wasn't – not that I thought I'm, – I'm her big brother, so she always kind of defaults to me in certain things, if you will – Um, so I didn't expect her to be upset with me, but once she witnessed it and was okay with it, I felt much more comfortable, but I'm always, I try to be careful with what I'm saying or doing, because I still remember that although it's my nephew and I love him and I'm trying to help, it is not my son. So I I still am trying to be cognizant of that. Um. I thought the examples in this article, frankly, were wonderful. I mean, they were very honest and open responses. So I I really enjoyed it, not just being a parent, but I thought it was a very interesting question. So good find, Leslie.
0: Um, you know, uh, and, and maybe because, you know, I, I, I got to tell you, just interestingly enough, before, and, and I know some people may say, well, Leslie, what does this have to do with politics? Look, it's a Friday. It's a holiday weekend. A lot of people are off Monday. And sometimes I, I, I really, I want to eat my gun sometimes talking about politics. It's just, you know, ad nauseum. And I think sometimes it's good to talk about other issues, social issues. And, um, you know, I have a seven-year-old daughter, eight-year-old son. And ironically, right now as I speak, they're at a play date, okay? And um, I was just at the home of this uh, woman. As a matter of fact, it's two moms and I had to explain that to my kids today. It was an interesting conversation. First time I've ever had to do that. And uh, one of the moms is a stay-at-home mom. She homeschools. And her children are off today with her schedule because her son loves my son, loves you know, playing with him, you knew know, him at camp, and doesn't go to the same school. He's so excited because we planned this months ago. It was countdown for him. He really likes my son. My son – Everybody loves my son, so has that effect. Anyway, so today, they asked if they could have candy, and she said after lunch. Then my kids asked me, and I'm like, what she said? No, not till after lunch. My son, for my son, candy, sugar, whatever, is crack. It really is crack. He'll break into your house for it. I mean, you know, he'll steal from you for it. You know, seriously, he doesn't care. Um, he, you know, so he, he's just so jacked up on it. And especially because my husband's a sugar Nazi, he wants it more because he can't have it. So uh, her son, all of a sudden, says, um, "Sebastian's mom, <laughs> that's my name." I'm like, yes. <laughs> Sebastian ate the candy, and we haven't had the pizza yet. And. Um, And immediately, both of us, the mother and I, she's saying to her son, you know, don't tattletale on your friend. Don't throw your friend under the bus. And I'm like, no, tell me. Tell me. I want you to tell me you did the right thing and all of a sudden I realized well, well wait a minute not my kid you know, I'm a control freak you know got to back up this is not you know a big thing but I have friends I have a one friend of, actually, actually we all know her. she works for us Marky Mark knows her well Stacy <laughs> I'm saying it because Mark would be like yes I could see that yes <laughs> um, anyway you know she'll she'll. My, ki- my kids the other day they love to sit on the top of my car and wait for people to come up our street because we live up a very steep hill and I have a mommy mobile. You know, it's not like this, you know, slick hot rod. So I'm like, you know, okay. But she's a real car person. You know, her car is immaculate, bless her heart, because she doesn't have kids. And, um, you know, she was like, get down, get off that car. And I'm like, and then I just looked at her and I said, I said they could sit there. And she goes, oh, sorry, (laughs) we're just protecting the vehicle, you know. And I I wasn't mad because it was her, but I think the first time that she she said something or did something, I I felt taken aback because I I, kind of feel – like, they're my kids. I can yell at them, but you can't. And um, certainly nobody could ever raise a hand to my kid. I, I, I think I'd kill him. Uh, but uh, I agree with you, I think, because at first I did think of discipline as hitting. Can somebody else spank your child? <laughs> Probably because of the way I was brought up. But I don't hit my children. That's not how I discipline them, as much as I want to sometimes and sit on my hands trying not to at others. Uh, but it, it, especially my son could drive me nuts. Um, But I, I think it's fair to say that yes and no is, in a sense, the answer. So, you know, we're talking about our kids and we're talking about experiences or with, you know, relatives' kids. What do you do? Right? What do you do? Do you want somebody to discipline your kids? I mean, right now my nanny is with them because I'm a helicopter parent to a degree and I don't trust anybody with my kids. Uh, but you know, let, let's ask some questions, take some calls, take a break, and we'll uh, come back to that. Brad and I will chat with you. We'd love to hear from you on this Friday. Do you, and I want you to be honest with me, whether you're mom, you're a dad, you're an aunt, you're an uncle, you're a cousin, or you hate rugrats, it doesn't matter. I want your opinion. Do you find it justifiable if another adult or even a young adult – Punishes your child for wrongdoing. Do you f- are you okay with that? Eight 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 six Leslie eight 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 six five three seven five four three. Or does it depend if you're there when it happens? Like I was there today when she was, you know, talking about my kid, not disciplining my kid. Eight 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 six Leslie eight 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 six five three seven five four three. The other day, by the way, my daughter's friend in date, a ball ran into the road. She started to run after, and I screamed, "Sasha, no!" And I ran after, her, and her mother thanked me because her mother was so shocked she froze. And then after I realized, oh, my God, I'm screaming at this kid. It's not my kid, but I don't want to get hit by a car. Anyway, at what times do you think it's okay to discipline someone else's kid? And when is it not? Is there ever a time that it is okay? Is there ever a time it's not? When at what times do you think it's okay? Maybe you've done this. I want to hear from some of you your experiences as parents, or maybe when your kids were younger, or maybe with somebody else's kid. Eight 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 six Leslie. Eight 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 six five three seven five four three is the number. And when you tell these stories, you may want to incorporate this. Have you ever had a time when you witnessed another adult reprimanding your child, and how did you handle the situation? Eight 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 six Leslie. Eight 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 six five three seven five four three. Now, if you see a parent wrongfully disciplining their child, will you step in and try to correct what they're doing? Why or why not? What about if they're hitting their child? And I have a story about that. Brad, Marky, Mark, remind me. Andrew, remind me when we come back to tell you that story later about seeing a parent wrongfully disciplining their child. 8886, Leslie, 8886, 537543. Now, whatever happened to the saying, it takes a village to raise a child? Is it that we don't know our neighbors like our grandparents knew theirs that were kind of hesitant about grasping this entirely? eight 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 six Leslie eight 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 six five three seven five four three. And don't we put the responsibility in our children's teachers and school faculty to discipline them when they're away from us? That's somebody else. eight 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 six Leslie eight 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 six five three seven five four three. And last, is there a difference between correcting and discipline? What's your definition of discipline? 888-653-7543. Is it okay to do one but not the other? 8886-LESLIE. Back after this. Call me now.
3: Leslie Marshall. Real people. Real life. Real talk. Give her a call now at 8886-LESLIE.
0: We're talking about disciplining kids. Would you do it to another child? Hasn't been done to yours. Do you agree or disagree with this? Brad and I shared. Brad, let's take some calls. Sound good? Great. Okay. Let's start it off with Miriam in New Mexico, Line 3. Miriam, good afternoon. How are you? Happy Friday. What do you say about this, Miriam? Thumbs up or down?
4: Well, what I think is that our children were safer 30 years ago when we trusted our communities to help raise our children and that... It gives us opportunities also to teach our kids. If someone is disciplining in a way that is not um, something that we appreciate, then I think that we have the opportunity then to say to a child, like, "On your car, Leslie. Could you understand why so and so thought this might be dangerous or inappropriate behavior?" Oh yeah, that's that, why.
0: That's why it didn't. That's why it didn't bother me. Uh, I, 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 yes, absolutely. So I just I think
4: that, um, you know, there was a time when communities raised kids,
0: um, when we
4: trusted our communities to do, do that. Do you, and- think,
0: do you think that's a couple of things? And I, we got to take a break in a minute, Miriam. I don't want you to lose you because I want you to answer this. I, I'm talking about the mom at this play date today, and I've talked to other moms. When I was a kid, I got up in the morning at six years of age, and my mother was kind of helicopter mommy. Um, I would walk half a mile to my best friend's house, bike a, a mile and a half to, to school when I got to, you know, junior high. And I think it was safer, you know, not just because of the times. I mean, you know, this was not Harry and you know, Harriet and Ozzy or dinosaurs ruled the earth. But uh, I, I think maybe because we were all watching out for each other and maybe kids wouldn't have been so damn disrespectful. Like my little mouthy eight year old. We'll be back right after this. Miriam, want to hear your take, Brad, and everyone else. Don't go away. Leslie Marshall, he's Brad Bannon. Back to your calls in a moment. But first, I want to tell you, if you eat too much or eat the wrong foods, even if you sleep in the wrong position, you can get an upset stomach. You might say, tell me about it. Experts say that nearly all of us eventually develop some sort of digestive problems because as we age, our stomachs produce less of the enzymes that are needed to break down our food. So do what I do when I have that queasy, uneasy, reflexy feeling. Take a Gutsy Chewy tablet. Gutsy Chewy is an oral and digestive supplement, best of all, 100% natural. Gutsy Chewy's were invented by my buddy, Dr. Doug Hagigi. He's a gastroenterologist and a dentist. He blended natural heartburn remedies like papaya, licorice root, and apple cider vinegar, and then he added calcium, magnesium, and xylitol for oral health as well. When you put all those things together, they boost your body's natural defense against heartburn, against reflux. Gutsy Chewies are gluten and lactose free. They come in citrus and wild berry flavors. So when you get that queasy, uneasy, reflexy feeling, Take a Gutsy Chewy. You'll feel better, and it's better for your health. Learn more at GutsyProducts.com or call 855 go GUTSY. That's eight five five four eight four eight eight seven nine. 484 8879 That's GutsyProducts.com. We were talking before the break with Miriam in New Mexico. Uh, Brad, we're going to go back to her. Sound good? Brad Bun- Brad, Brad Bannon, good. my buddy, and co-host every Friday. Uh, uh, thanks, Brad. Uh, Miriam, uh, I, you know, I think you brought up a good point. Did uh, us not knowing our neighbors... Did us losing the village that helped to raise our kids result in us being more paranoid about our children every minute to a degree becoming overprotective and result in perhaps defiance and disobedience and lack of respect for, for many in society because they, you know, we're kind of isolated now.
4: I, I absolutely agree with, with everything that you just said. And, you know, I'm currently raising a 16 year old, um, Granddaughter who um, has cerebral palsy and has some cognitive challenges, and she goes to a high school that is in downtown Albuquerque. And everybody was saying to me, "You, um, uh, you don't want her walking the streets down there? They have a free day where they can go out to lunch." And my strong sense is that the gift I give her is to. Give her the message that she is confident enough to make good choices and be safe in the world. Needless to say, we're hoping that's not a mistake and that she doesn't get hurt. But we would then have a strategy for responding to whatever damage could be done. But we believe that trusting in the world and trusting in yourself is a high, greater value than uh, believing you can control everything, because the truth is you can't helicopter mom, or otherwise, your kid can be in danger, and why not give them the message that they are strong and confident and competent and that they will do just fine in the
0: world. All right. Thank you very much for your call, uh, Miriam. I appreciate it. Brad, anything you want to add? Uh, yeah, while that?
1: Miriam was talking, I was thinking of something that happened uh, with my son, Uh, My kids were a little older by this time. They were, I think, in high school. And my son's about two and a half years younger than my daughter. Uh, We were in a restaurant, and we were waiting near the door waiting for a table. And I was talking to my daughter, and I really wasn't paying much attention. And the next thing I know, my son starts walking towards the door. And... I took the. Why is he walking towards the door? Then I realized why. This uh, older woman was walking in and she had a cane. And she couldn't open the door and hold her cane at the same time. And my son was, he saw this and he got right up uh, and opened the door and helped her in. And that's the moment I knew my son was going to be a good person. It was. Incredibly satisfying, and my theory about this, and again, I've been a parent for way long time, is that what what happens? I think uh, if you're a good person and you spend a lot of time, quality time with your kids, they're going to turn out to be good people. Um, if you're not a good person uh, and you're a jackass. Um, your kids are going to grow up to be jackasses. Uh, it's yeah, but, you just, know,
0: sometimes I, I, you know, I knew a family growing up where they were hardworking. She's she stay-at-home mom. They had 12 children, uh, 10 with their own, and two they adopted because, like, the sister and brother ran off, had drugs, went to jail, whatever, okay? Um, Eleven of those, and, and this is uh, high school, if that, graduates. Father worked very hard. Mother stayed home. And 11 out of 12 of those children went to college. One of them I knew very well. His name was Brian, and he and I shared a birthday. So when you're little and you grow up with people, I I, I can still remember everybody who had the same birthday as me growing up. He ended up in prison. And I say that because 11 out of the 12 went to college, were great law-abiding citizens, good kids, no drugs. Mother was a huge disciplinarian. Uh, strong, strong, strong—you know, like Canadian Catholic, you know, French Canadian Catholic mom, and uh, the father. I mean, they were—they were—they were the kind of parents, like you know, if they said, you know, go to your room, you did. <laughs> you know, there was yeah. no question there. It was a very strict house; it had to be. Uh, um, and the father had been in the military, you know. But uh, I'm just saying that, uh, although that you know, we can say the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. I do think that sometimes there are kids that come, bad kids come from good parents, and God knows, I have met. Kids that, despite how terrible their parents are, um, have done quite well in life. Just think about kids out there who have, uh, you know, a criminal as a parent, a drug addict as a parent, or somebody who has not been an exemplary parent.
1: Well, yeah, I, I, I think Miriam's right. Uh, I think I don't have any problem at all with other people um, pointing out to my kids if they're doing something wrong. I would... Drive me crazy if they actually hit one of my kids. That would be over the there. line, as far <laughs> as I'm concerned.
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm, but, I'm with you. There. I'm with you there.
1: But you know, I do think that when push you know push comes to you know shove, it you know good parents have good kids if they're paying attention. Um, If you don't pay attention to your kids, that's, I think, when you run into problems. And you can have community support. That's wonderful. But I think a lot of it comes down to the interaction between the quality of the interaction between the parents and your children.
0: Okay. Uh, Let's uh, take some uh, more calls, and let's go to uh, up next Michael in the Bronx. And Michael is on line three. Michael, good afternoon.
5: Hello, Leslie. Hello, Brad.
0: Hey, Hey, Michael.
5: Michael. I right. you know, very intriguing discussion you're having here. And when it comes to discipline, I, I would say it goes to a certain level. Now, the thing is that I, having no child of my own, I have disciplined some kids that are not, not my own. And it's only in terms of saving their well-being and saving their lives. Two incidents that, that occurred. One, um, I was on the subway. And there's a bunch of kids, teenage um, girls, whatever, and they kept dropping the F-bomb. And meanwhile, you have little kids hearing that stuff. Yep. And people are shaking their heads. And I have to have my back turned, and I yelled, language. And what did they respond? Yeah, it's language. It's my First Amendment freedom of mother <laughs> and speech. And when they went like that, I decided not to go any further because I didn't want them hitting the emergency brake and then want to start a fight on the train or anything like that. But at least I did my part in trying to raise awareness. But the other incident um, that I'm speaking of, I actually got physical between two young ladies, about 16 or 17 years old. I was waiting for the express bus in the Bronx to go into Manhattan, and then these two young ladies are fighting and tearing each other. Can you hear me? Yes. Yeah, they're they're fighting each other, pulling their hairs and all that stuff. I ran across the street, risking to miss my bus. I yelled at them, stop it, stop it. I got in between them, trying to separate them. I'm yelling at them, saying, this is not the way to go. And another guy came over and helped me try to keep these girls separate. I warned them that you keep this up, somebody's going to call the cops, and it could get real ugly. We don't need any further problems. Because I just know, and I told them, that have you seen the stories of the police abuse that's going on as soon as somebody, as soon as emergency or police get a call of two African-American girls fighting each other, who knows which kind of police would respond. Were they try to defuse the situation, or were they escalated and, heaven forbid, gunshots go up because we thought they had a gun and so forth? So... My my point is that there are exigent circumstances that you might have to um, get involved in disciplining someone else's children verbally, maybe even physically, just to separate them or to keep themselves from hurting themselves, hurting someone else, or killing themselves or killing someone else. You know what I'm saying?
0: Um, Yes, I do. I think we're going way off topic here. I I, I hear, yeah, I don't think we need to tie everything to a Ferguson Black Lives Matter moment. Uh, Thank you for the call, Michael. Uh, Brad, you want to weigh in real quick?
1: Well, yeah, you know, again, I think it's uh, a responsible adult, Um, you know, if they see two kids, not their own misbehaving, uh, should say something. Uh, But, you know, in the last analysis, you know, using Michael's example, um, if he tells some kid on the train uh, not to use the F-bomb, you know, I, I applaud Michael for doing that. But in the last analysis, if his parents at home are you've an f bomb the kids going to use the f bomb uh whether uh you uh you know whether you discipline them or not uh, you know let, I have a story here I have a friend uh, who's a school teacher um and what, he told me the story he was he was teaching once and he had a piano uh in his classroom and one day he saw a kid carving something uh, into the into the piano with a knife. Uh, and first he read the, the you know the riot act, kid, you know about having a knife, and sent them to the principal's office. But then the parents came in. Uh, now he had written something very rude uh, on the on the piano. And when the parents came in, my friends told them what had happened, Uh, you know, the kid with the knife, and besides the knife, he had written this very, carved this very rude comment uh, into the, the piano, and when he challenged the parents, the mother said, uh something very rude in return uh, to my friend the same thing that the kid had carved into the piano and that tells me it's parents who who said make the difference you
0: well know, you know if a kid drops i, I gotta be honest uh, you know I, i've dropped uh, un, unfortunately recently when i've wanted to put my kid through the wall i sometimes have dropped an f-bomb and what happens is or i'll say you know i'll say friggin right and my husband comes home and my son tells on me i, I mean seriously And um, but I I, I try to keep, you know, my sometimes truck driver mouth. Sorry to the truck drivers. (laughs) I try and keep it clean. And if I'm around kids, though, because it can happen, especially at the playgrounds. Amazing. um, The kids and the moms, I will go, hey, language. And sometimes they just shut up. Sometimes they just give me a dirty look. But I've never had anybody uh, mouth off. Let's take some more calls. And uh, we go next to John in New Mexico, line four. John, good afternoon.
3: Good afternoon. Uh, I, uh, I, I just wanted to say, uh, in, in terms of discipline, I pretty much di- disciplined my child the way my parents did with me. Uh, I, I did not spank her. I have a, a daughter. But I had her to the point where uh, she thought I was crazy enough to do some things. <laughs> and uh, uh, all I would have to do is give her a look. But the other side of that is I, I had a relationship with her to whereby she knew what her boundaries were. And even with the friends that she had, um, if she responded in a way when I was around, uh, they would, too. And she made a lot of friends, and her the friends of her parents, we didn't mind them disciplining her as well. And I have to admit this one other thing. Uh, in, in my growing up, I was a church baby. That is passed around from from people to people. So I grew up with an awareness that there were others around. And my parents, in turn, said, "If you, if so and so says something to you, uh, it's not a question of what you do. All you need to ask is, how high do I need to jump?" And that likewise with my uh daughter but these were older individuals people that uh, I knew and 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 trusted and it does go to uh, that statement that you were using earlier it takes uh, a a village uh you know to to bring up a child um because the parents the parents um we all knew each other we didn't know each other initially but after Time getting to know one another we trusted each other with the discipline of of our children
0: okay we're going to take a break thank you for the call appreciate that have a good weekend there we're going to take a break we're not done with the show if you're holding hang tight you want to join us a line available i'm leslie marshall he's brad bannon and we're asking is it okay to discipline someone else's child or are you okay with somebody else disciplining yours and what does discipline mean? What about that taking a village? We'll be back right after this. 88-6 Leslie.
3: Life, liberty, and the pursuit of truth. The Leslie Marshall Show. Give her a call now at eight 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 six Leslie.
0: They talking about disciplining kids, other people disciplining yours, you disciplining others. Brad, should we take some more calls? We only have a few minutes Sounds left good to me. before Z weekend is officially here. Um, yeah. Okay, let's go next to Helen in Ithaca, line five. Hey, Helen. Good afternoon.
6: Hi. Good evening, everyone. Um, I um, there's a kind of sometimes a fine line you've got to draw when it's between someone who's maybe a vic- or a victim of injustice and needs your help, and then you should keep your nose out of it because you are not the parent. And I will reference an incident with uh, my nephew, and so I was his aunt, but I met his mother. So he was being, like, unfairly punished by his mother, who have, happily now is my ex-sister-in-law because they got divorced, my brother and, and, and this lady. And... Um, Anyhow, they got married because uh, they were in college together, and my brother knacked her up, to use a kind of a crude term there. And so he thought the right thing to do was to get married. So, but now she's gone, and she's always been a jerk. But so my nephew, he was doing absolutely nothing. He was playing in the living room with me. He didn't break anything, he didn't do anything aggressive, he didn't use any foul language. And she decided that he needed a time out. And I think she's always had, like, crazy mental per- you know. But then when he, he, he's, she's pulling him, he's like four years old, she's pulling him down the hallway. She didn't beat him or anything. But um, he's going, and he's crying and looking at me. He's like, Helen! You know, he's asking me to, you know, to, like, provide justice for the situation. And I was just, uh, it made me traumatized, too, because I'm like, I'm not, I'm not the mother. I can't really, like, go in there and start arguing with your mother right in that moment, you know. But I did say to her afterwards, I said, Chris, why did you, Nick didn't do anything. Like, And, and she sort of, like, ignored me, you know, what I had to say, so. So okay. I guess, you know, you
0: don't know what to do. You know? Well, yeah, abso- absolutely. So, And, and sometimes it's a very, very, uh, as you mentioned, it's a difficult decision. Thank you, Helen. appreciate the call. Let's go to Wayne next, line two. Wayne, good afternoon.
7: Hello. Thanks for taking my call. I just wanted to start by saying that I think that Brad is absolutely correct, uh, and he's speaking a real simple truth that needs to be agreed with, and that's that parenting is certainly the largest factor in upbringing especially at a young age, you know, newborns up until they start elementary school, and the studies always bear this out. But what I was going to say is that if, parent, if parenting is lacking, you know, it's irresponsible to not step in a little bit. And like the callers have all said, when you do step in, it's a double-edged sword. It could cut either way. It could either be helpful or uh, it could be uh, just insightful. So that's the danger of doing that. But the last thing I thought I would share, too, is that I'm a night manager at a department store, and unfortunately I have to work near an escalator. And my story would be that, you know, it's just really hard to get cooperation from the average parent if they if they decide to let their child play with the escalator as a toy while they're shopping. And the normal response that I have seen is if you ask them to uh, not let their child play on the escalator, they use uh, planned ignoring. They basically say okay, and then they turn their back. And within moments, hey, hey, escalate. You can back. get
0: and you can get. I'm almost out of time. Thank you for your call, there, Wayne. Escalate. You can get hurt pretty badly. My son almost lost his foot very quickly. I had said I'd share with you about stepping in. Years ago, I was living in Buffalo, New York, in the early 90s. I saw a mother in the mall beating the crap out of her son. I went over and screamed at her. And she stopped it. Called my mom all proud of myself. And my mom said, I know you think you did the right thing, sweetie. But she's going to kill that kid when he gets home. And it made me think. Made me think. Just just something to think about. I'm Leslie Marshall. He's Brad Bannon. Brad, always a pleasure having you with us, buddy. TGIF, have a great weekend, everybody. We are working Monday, despite some people being off. Marky, Mark, and Andrew, my great producers. Everybody have a wonderful weekend.